Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Junk Miles, episode 14. I am in the middle of Mercer Meadow, New Jersey, western central New Jersey, with my co-host Chip Chantry. Chip, how are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Thanks for the enthusiasm. That's great. Um, you seem a little down, Chip. Is it the holidays? You know, it's it's the holidays. We're getting close to it. I, I want to get excited. I'm, I just don't feel in the Christmas spirit yet. Yeah, I understand. We're, we both celebrate Christmas, and it's hard especially getting the Christmas spirit right now. But I figured we'd go out to somewhere, um, you know, just really out of the way where we're not going to really run into anybody with distractions. We can really concentrate on putting together a really kick-butt podcast and may- maybe something can en- enliven us spirit, uh, our spirits. We are in the middle of a beautiful yet desolate meadow. Uh, yeah. and, and I think ho- hopefully it'll, it'll maybe get us closer to nature, closer to the Christmas spirit. Yeah, hopefully that, that would. Uh, well, you know what, Chip? Maybe something like uh, that what could get you in the mood is let's think about like a happy holiday experience, something that like brings us joy. Like, um, do you, the Chantries, there's, there's, uh, when you get together, Chantry, Mommy Chantry, uh, Chip Senior, Chip Junior, Chip the Third, Fourth, or maybe even with your, your wife's family, the Broadbents, who, who like to, you got, they probably, I don't know, do like run like eight miles around the neighborhood before Christmas, something like that? A lot of running on the Broadbent side of the family for Christmas. Uh, for, the, uh, for, the, for the Chips, the uh, Mr. and Mrs. Chip, the mom and dad, uh, we, have a, uh, we have a big Christmas Eve open house at their place oh, nice. uh, every year. Uh, you're invited us. You and the yeah, family sure. come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bunch of people come through, and uh, we just have a really good time. We get to see a lot of friends and family. Now, do you just hang out, or do you perform? Uh, I perform. I do stand-up comedy for the the entire. Whoa! Yeah, I just I I set up shop in in the one guest room. Most people don't go into the guest room other than putting their jackets on the bed. <laughs> uh, but I perform the entire time. Everybody so it's else... nice when they come in and drop off their jackets. You're there in your Christmas tuxedo, just doing like you a should... tight a tight eight hours. Yes, a tight eight <laughs> hours on my my best Christmas material, and uh, you know then they seem to enjoy that. They pick up their. Some people you can tell they come back for more. Usually uh... it's because they picked up the wrong jacket. Oh, but, oh. but well, they come back. That's they come back. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's good. So that maybe gets you in a little spirit. Like, it does. How about I tell you something that I like to do around Christmas okay. to me in a good spirit? Yeah, that might, that might help. I love Christmas Eve, Chip. Chip sure. It's my favorite day. It's it's the um, the anticipation. Anticipation, that's right, of Christmas coming and Santa and all the goodness. Uh, go to church with the family, you know, once a year, good Catholic that I am. Come back, get ready, put on our Christmas best. We go to my wife's Uncle Hap's house, big old beautiful house in Mount Airy. Uh, Pennsylvania, part of the city, I guess. Not not Mount Airy up near the Poconos. It's sure. just Mount Airy in the city. Um, yeah, so we have a great time there. We come home, and then when we come home, put the kids to bed. And what I love to do, Chip, I pour myself a nice big glass of piping hot wine. Ooh. Relax a little bit, have a few gifts I still like to wrap. And I turn on WPRB to listen to the 25-hour holiday music show hosted by John Solomon. Mr. John Solomon, a former guest on this show. Yes, former guest. One of our favorite guests. Yeah, great guy. Uh, great, great shouts. That's a tradition. I, I love listening to that uh, radio show. Yeah, um, and like I say, I listen to it you know, for a couple hours, pour myself another piping hot uh, glass of wine, red wine, uh, and then I just think about, like, it would be great every year. I'm like, I wish I could submit something to be on the show, but I'm very busy, Chip. I'd love to, but I'm, I'm very busy looking at Twitter, getting angry at Twitter, and I, I really, right now, I spend the majority of my time writing top-notch, high-quality puns that everyone seems to enjoy. I think that's really important this time of year. It is. Just bringing a little like goodness to people Absolutely. in a 140-character. Yeah. Right? Well, you have 280 now, which is nice. I won't use that. No. I'm not a monster, Chad. I understand. You're not, you understand. So how about we just go on this run, right? You and me, and make sure we're just completely away from everybody. There's no possible way. Sure. You know, I guess that would be all right. Hopefully, that'll get us in the Christmas tree. I just wish... You know, the nice part is, I, 
I don't know. It's 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 great being out here with you, buddy. Uh, I ju- I just wish we had. Uh, somebody with us uh, that, that could maybe really, cheer us up. That could really bring us like I'm not saying like a Chris Kringle character. I mean he doesn't probably have the best cardio, but uh, <laughs> you know maybe like a claymation reindeer, like a frosty. Sure, sure, yeah. A uh, group, a group of carolers singing. A group of carolers would be great, like a whole gaggle of carolers. What, do you, what would you call a group of carolers? Uh, I call them a gaggle. I guess I guess that's wrong. Like a <laughs> a wassail. A, a wassail. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, just a giant wassail. But I think that would be uh, fun. It's, it would just be nice to have. Somebody with us to run today to to bring us to the Christian. Tim, I, I wish that that would happen, but I think there's really no possible way. There's absolutely nobody out here right now, except well, up there I do see a runner. Oh, there's a gentleman up. up He's here. dressed in black. He looks like a goth runner. On your left. Oh your my left. God! What hey, the? Who is Cash? that? Jeff, right? Yes. Oh God! This looks Junk like Miles. Yes, it's... Jeff Miles with Chip and Jeff. It's what John are you guys Solomon doing here. Well, we're just out. This is where we like to. Uh... Well, we heard of it. it's a great place to run. And it just seems like, you know, we wouldn't see anybody out here. But what are you doing out here, John? I just kind of came to get away from it all. You know, this is a time of year that's really stressful for me, prepping for the big show. So yeah, yeah. thought I'd try and get a couple miles in today. Well, I'm sorry, because... Uh, are you headed in this direction? Yeah, why don't we... Would you like to go for a run? That'd be lovely. Oh, this is this great. This is great. I'm feeling the Christmas spirit already. Yeah. John, um, like, I would just figure you would be in your basement lair listening to, like, just stacks and stacks of of Christmas music putting together maybe one of the best 25-hour straight uh, marathon music shows, holiday music shows known to man. Yeah, I, I'm actually all caught up on my previewing today, so I thought I'd come here and run for a little bit and then get back to it on Monday. Nice. Now, now, John, uh, I, I would hate to give away any of, the, uh, any of your secrets, uh, but you do have 25 hours worth of that. <laughs> Is there anything you could tell us Maybe an artist or a song or just something uh, that you're looking forward to playing this year on the on the 25-hour uh, marathon. Well, this is the time of year where the submissions really start to come in, both fast and furious. So I have a feeling the best things annually always seem to arrive later than I would like them to. So you have like a last-minute dash. Oh my gosh! December twenty-second, December twenty-third. I think my favorite song from all of last year was sent to me twenty hours into the marathon. <laughs> really? And I would urge people not to do that. The sooner, <laughs> the better. But in that case, I was more than willing to make an exception. Can, nice. can you tell us what that submission was? Oh sure, it was a song that Mac McCann wrote. Oh, from Super Chunk. Yeah, called. Happy New Year, Prince Won't Die Again. (laughs) And it was about what a terrible year 2016 was. I would expect maybe even a a worse, uh, more more dire submission from Mac this year. Because I'd say 2017, not much better. Yeah, I think there was some hope that things couldn't get any worse, could they? They certainly did. Well, we're going over a bridge. Single file, everybody. How you doing? Happy holidays. And the, the first time that I listened to that song, I listened to it in preview because I didn't have a chance to vet it before it went out over the air. And I don't know if it was because I was so worn down because of the show or the song was so beautiful, but I just started crying. Oh my God. Wow. Like crazy. It's probably a, just a culmination of everything. The, the stress of putting together maybe the most looked forward to shows of the year by you and... 
There are millions of listeners. Here's a good dog right here. How you doing? Hi, good buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. John, a lot of times when Chip and I run, we get distracted by uh, many things, but dogs, number one. You love dogs? We love them. You don't like stopping. We don't like, we hate, that's true. John did mention a good point, Chip. It, we hate stopping, even at the Christmas time. We like the hustle and the bustle. Yeah, we're going to, we're going up some weird structure here. It's an observatory. It's an observatory. John, you know this area pretty well. Yeah, this is the old AT&T telephone array where they would radio wave telephone calls overseas using a bunch of poles. Polish people or? Set. Like oh. a big pole. Oh, like actual uh, physical poles, wooden poles. The, the last pole standing. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I know two things. I know you you love dogs. Yeah. You hate stopping. Hate stopping, yeah. And I know from a past show, I took Chip's advice. And he said the best thing to wear while running Uh-oh. is all black, <laughs> especially at night. Absolutely. Chip, we should really maybe go back. And that's not, John, it's not maybe the best. I know I always describe John's motif as a runner, as a goth runner. Would you consider yourself a goth runner, John? Not, not intentionally. Right. But that's where we are now. Yeah, yeah I guess say it's a lot, of, a lot of black, a lot of grays. It works for John. Speaking of goth, can I, can I uh, just j- jump off the rails for a second sure, and tell yeah. a quick goth story? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was... Uh, I was in Junk Miles West uh, this past uh, this past month. I was in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. And my my good friend Rob Banowitz, very funny uh, Philadelphia comedian, and I uh, went to Burbank, and there is, which I think you guys would really enjoy, there is sort of an oddity shop there where you can buy oddities. Mm-hmm. And they also have a museum in the back, which is basically just a room, but it's a museum where they change the exhibit every month or so. Uh, and you pay $10 to go in. So the month, the last month when we were there, uh, they, since it was around Halloween, they changed the, uh, the room to look like a very genuine 1980s video store. Oh, nice. So everything, it, would just, it looked like you could walk into a video store. There were all VHS cassettes, mm-hmm. but all the VHSs were just horror movies from, <laughs> from, you know, from the many decades. Yeah, yeah. And it was great. It was, but the only the only problem with it, you weren't allowed to touch any of the VH because it was a museum. It wasn't a video oh. store. But your your goal, since you were a child, was to grab grab, and pull grab it and look yeah, yeah. look at the back. But you weren't allowed to do that. But it was still so much fun. I saw so many cool horror movie uh, artwork. But the one part when we were outside in the other room, we were walking around, and this is where the goth comes in. A Cure song came on. I believe it was Pictures of You, okay. and. It's a beautiful song. Right, it's a great yeah. song. And the music's amping up, and all of a sudden, I hear Ian Curtis's voice. Wow. Which is, I was like, oh, is this a mashup? Because it was like, the Cure's picture view, it's the bass, and it's coming in. Mm-hmm. But I hear Ian Curtis's voice Very distinctive, right. Very distinctive voice, you know, from Joy Division. And, it just, and I'm like, wow, that's really weird. But I just put it in the back of my head. Then we go into the video store. Uh-oh. Then we come back out. A totally different song's playing, not the Cure or anything. I hear Ian Curtis's voice again. I realized then it was not Ian Curtis at all. Yeah. The whole time, it was just the Zoltar machine <laughs> uh, that was trying to uh, tear you apart, trying to tear us apart. Wow! And it was the Zoltar's machine's voice <laughs> that I thought was Ian Curtis from Joy Division oh the entire God. time. God, that's weird. Yeah, so that's very that's 
for a non-goth like you, yes. that's a very goth moment. John, for a 100% goth personality like yourself, that must have, you, that to you, that would have been like like a, a, a out-of-body experience. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, I'm right? glad it was him, not me. Yeah, <laughs> wow, right? Yeah. That's awesome. I love goth stories. I love goths. Sure, yeah. I think, it's, I think most of the people I knew in high school who were goths still kind of carry on a goth tradition, but do it in, in a less, like, gothy yeah. but still have that that goth lifestyle sure and and i, and I love it um what i want to do guys right now we just had to stop for a second we're at an observatory uh overlooking beautiful uh, mercer meadows i'd like to um take a little break here and then when we get back i want to talk about like the thing about christmas and the holidays hanukkah kwanzaa it's about giving and getting sure. gifts. And maybe we could talk about like our favorite memories of giving and or getting a gift. Okay. Would you be into that, Chip? I think so. John? That sounds great. And we're back, people. Junk Miles episode 14. It's just going to be Chip and I, but we ran into John Solomon, WPRB fame. Hey, everybody. Yeah, Chip? Uh, if you could see my Christmas spirit meter, uh, it is currently <laughs> going off the charts it's right now. It's pinging, yes. We're getting Chip back into the Christmas spirit. We're on a lovely little path, Mercer Meadows. And the thing I like to talk about, you know, around holiday time, of course, is uh, holidays are about giving and getting gifts, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, John, do you have any, like, particular, like, stories about giving or getting a gift over the holiday? Maybe one of the Hanukkah's 12 days? Uh, eight. Eight. Jeez, I really need to brush up on they, that. They cut it down this year. Didn't you hear that? Oh, they did? I'm it's, sorry. It's cut leap year. Yeah. Leap year. Eight, eight nights of Hanukkah. So you're, you're probably gotten your fair share of gifts, given your fair share of gifts. Yeah, and I, all right, I can give you one giving and one receiving story. That'd be perfect. Which would you prefer first? John, your choice. All right, we're going to go, we're, choice. We're gonna go over this. Oh, cool. Boardwalk. We're going over a little boardwalk area here. All right. So pre-internet, my dad always used to talk about this rendition of Hava Nagila by Benny Goodman that he had heard. <laughs> the clarinetist Benny Goodman? My dad loves Benny Goodman and big band music. Hell yeah. And so occasionally when I was at record stores, I'd look casually to see if I could find this record. And it seemed like it, it just didn't exist. And then the internet comes around yeah. and eBay comes along. And suddenly I realize I might actually be able to find this record. And so one year for Hanukkah, I found him the Benny Goodman Havanagila 45. Oh my God. And gave it to him. Wow. Now I met your dad. He's a very uh, low key kind of guy. Um, did he jump up and hug you, dance around? How would, he, how would your dad uh, handle something like that? I don't, don't want to speak for him, but yeah. I think there was a degree of disbelief. Oh, nice. But I think he was also pretty happy. He's a hard guy to, to shop for because he doesn't really want for anything and yeah. doesn't want my sister or I to go out of our way. Right. But I thought that was a good year that I did all right. Nice. I love it. Um, I had one year where this is about, you know, that's a really nice story of giving, John. I'm going to take it back to more the more selfish kind of getting. Sure. When I was a young, young buck, uh, you guys, as you guys know, I'm a little older than you. I'm 64 years young. Um, video games weren't really that prevalent. But we heard rumblings of this thing called Atari. Okay. It's wow. a video game system. You guys probably sure. have no idea what it is. But um, one of our friends got it in, like, October. And we were over there all the time. Dean Igley, uh of the hardcore band Underdog. Sure. Also played in Murphy's Law. He, he used to get things before everybody else for some reason. Anyway, we're over his house. And well, he's in two great bands. So. Two great bands, right. Actually, at this time in his life, Dean was almost... 
he was probably, I don't know, eight, nine. When he was 11, he was in a hardcore band called Child Abuse. Really? With two guys who were in like 19 years old. Um, I digress. So DJ and I, my brother, like, God, we want Atari so bad. But I don't think there's any way we're going to get Atari. Like, right. that's just like a, like a pipe dream out there. Right. So, we're, you know, we're talking about it, whatever. And then right before Christmas, I'm like, DJ, there's a good chance we might get Atari. Sure. It would just be awesome. My brother goes, you know, knowing that we didn't have a lot of money growing up, we, we, you know, we had a great, great childhood, not complaining. But DJ's like, you know, there's a Sears version of Atari. Okay. And he's like... I could picture maybe mom and dad getting a Zach because it's like $20 cheaper and we do go to Sears. And then it it's just... Where, it's where America shops. Right. And then I got all anxiety ridden like, would the actual Atari cartridges work with this Sears version? It's a pretty legit concern. Yeah, you, you can't play combat on the Sears. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's like, I was like, all right, whatever. But it was just like so... I was like, I'm okay with it. But I could tell him was stressing out my brother. Yeah. He's like... We'll probably get Sears. We'll probably have to buy Sears cartridges, go to Sears, won't be able to trade them with other people. Asteroids won't be able to be played on our gaming console. So the morning of Christmas, we get downstairs, open up a lot of great gifts. My parents are just super awesome, you know. And the last box in the middle, in the middle between DJ's gifts and my gifts, we both open it up, and you could see like a little hint of a gaming system, the joysticks. Oh, okay. And I... And I rip open and I see the words, like, Atari. Uh -huh. And I go, D, we got Atari. And he rips it open and he goes, and it's not the Sears version. <laughs> and my dad goes, what the hell? And he goes, oh, nothing. Thanks so much, Dad. Thanks so much. And, like, at that moment, DJ just knew to not even to bring up, like, Dad, you might have got us the Sears version. Right. But you got us the uh, actual Atari version. Maybe one of the best Christmases ever. Sure. I think, John, like you mentioned, we played combat maybe for 10 hours straight. My wife was telling me about how one year, and I don't know if this was Christmas related, her family got her ColecoVision. Oh, oh with the numbers. From Hi. a yard sale. Yes. With no instructions. <laughs> and everything made no sense. Yes. ColecoVision, John. I actually, my brother and I, from Atari, we went to Intellivision for Intellivision football. Good sports games on the Intellivision. Oh. And then we ended up trading it, swapping with a friend for ColecoVision, where I got addicted one summer. I want to brag, but Belmar's greatest ladybug player oh. on ColecoVision. Congratulations. Thank you. Ladybug was similar to like a Pac-Man. Uh, maybe a little better, just my, my, sure, of course. my estimation. But it was, uh, ColecoVision had something that nothing else had. It had really good controllers, which I really enjoyed. Had a little knob on the bottom. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Chip, giving, getting, anything? Yeah, mine's, I think, a little similar to yours when it comes to uh, technology coming into play. Yeah. Uh, mine was a few years later. I was, I'm going to say probably eighth grade, maybe ninth grade. Uh, all I wanted for Christmas, besides my two <laughs> friends, because I was, I was a late bloomer. Yeah. Uh, all I wanted was a CD player. Okay. Had the cassettes, wanted a CD player. I'm going to throw this around 1990. Yeah, I, think I was in college. So, uh, just wanted a CD player. And I uh, didn't have one. Uh, so, like I said, we have this big uh, Christmas Eve extravaganza at my parents' place. Were you doing comedy there in 1990, little chip? I was doing my own version. Your own version of comedy, that. okay. So, I get a present from my Uncle Fred. Now, my Uncle Fred wasn't my biological uncle, but he's my uncle nonetheless. You sure. Know, great guy. Always had good gifts. Always interesting gifts. So, I'm about 14 years old, and he gives me a gift 
on Christmas Eve. Uh, I excitedly open it up and it is very excited but very disappointed to be a compact disc. Whoa! Okay, a big compact disc. Uh, in one of those big old cases, I forget what they're called. <laughs> the, the long ones. box? The long box, yes, the long box. So, uh, in the long box, uh, but I was really upset because it was like, I have this useless CD because I Didn't. can't, I don't oh. even play it. So I just had to feign excitement. Right. Thanks, Uncle Fred. And did then you did you take it out of its case and just play with it as if it was a toy? I should have. I just I didn't even want to. I just I just sat there. I was like, ah, well, you know, maybe someday. Guess what? Hello. Hello. Happy holidays. The next morning, wake up under the tree, open it up. First <laughs> another day. long box. Another long oh, box. Geez. Yeah, it, it, my parents just, my parents spent hundreds of dollars on CDs. <laughs> did get me a player? No, I got a CD player. Nice. Uh, so I was all excited. So then I could play the CD. Uh, it, even if I told you the year, which I said, yeah. I believe it was 9091. Can I guess I, the CD? That's what I was going to say. I don't think in a million years either of you would get it, but I will give you a shot. All right, I'm going to go with Benny Goodman, the Hagenagila. That's exactly what it was. Whoa! <laughs> it just wow. goes all around, doesn't it, John? Yeah, full circle. No, would you like to take a guess? Yeah, John, take a guess. 1990. Oh. Was a popular band at the time? Uh, uh pos, pos, I mean, he's... And I will say he, I will say he, uh, somebody who's definitely in the American lexicon of music. Whoa! Um, yeah, oh. uh, Woody Allen, maybe a live set from Michaels doing clarinet? No, it's, no, I, that's no. a good guess. Thanks, good guess. A little more, a little more recent. Is this person still alive? Uh, yes, yes. Mm. I, I, from what I understand, I'm 99% sure, yes. 1990, huh? Uh, boy, I want to... I could give you the album, and that might give it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, give it. We're not. We're not doing well here. And I will say to this day, I still have my CDs, and I still I will never give away the CD because it's the first CD I ever. Right, honor Uncle owned. Fred. The uh, album name was Whenever We Wanted. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds almost like is that like R and B, maybe hip hop, or no, not at all. Not at all. Whatever we want. Uh, he. Uh, he changed his name. Uh, I will say he was very popular in the 80s. John Cougar Mellencamp. John Cougar Mellencamp. Yes. For the win. Yes, thank you. Uh, the, the hit single, I believe, on that was uh, Get a Leg Up. Nice. Yeah. I got a question for you. I, this is something that always bugs me. Was he born in, like, a big city? Uh, I, from what I remember, he was born in a small town. Oh, I didn't know in, that. In a pink house. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I just yeah. He just seemed like a big city guy with me. And he really never mentions, you know, like, growing up too much. So I was... Yeah, I was I could, a little I could be wrong. That's just a guess on my part. John, any other memories of? Uh... All right, so I gave you a giving. Yeah, that was great. Let me think of a that was getting. Very, that was very all-time best. Yeah, yeah. Holiday present. I would say 1978 complete Millennium Falcon. Holy good Still God! Still have that in my TV room up on top of a bookcase. The original. Yeah. Like nerds, being a Star Wars nerd yourself. Like, let's say times are tough. Solomon household, you had to sell some like items. How much would you get for like an original? It doesn't have all the parts, so it's more oh, okay. It's more for for sentiment. So I don't think that's the sort of thing I could get. Yeah, and you probably would never um, want to trade such a thing like that, right? No. And I think there are a couple things your your blue snaggletooths and the like <laughs> that perhaps I could get more of on a yeah yeah on a buyer's market. <laughs> buyer's but another. Another gift that I got, I remember when my wife and I were dating, we were walking around in Brooklyn and we went into like a, a home decor store and there was a vintage blue 
hurricane lamp yeah yeah that i really liked a great deal but it was a little out of my price range so i didn't get it and i thought oh i wish i'd got that hurricane for weeks yeah and then i'm gonna assume for the purposes of this story it was december <laughs> and she so got me a chance. gift oh my goodness it was a fairly long rectangular box oh my goodness and what was in it but the hurricane oh my god i was gonna say a benny goodman long box but yeah that's what that's my, i thought I'm gonna it. yeah that's beautiful that's like almost like the gift of the magi where chip i don't know if you're familiar with the story of the gift of the magi uh yeah how about you re recap it for me basically i think it was a girl with very long hair and all she wanted was a brush okay because she didn't have a brush sure and uh her boyfriend at the time had driver's gloves but he didn't have a car okay right so I think she cut off her hair, sold it to some like perv who likes hair. Yeah. Right? As you do a record. Right. And uh, bought a car. Okay. And then what he did, he sold his driving gloves, right? Right. To get a car. To a perv who loves right, driving, driving gloves. gloves. So he ends up with two cars. The woman's bald, completely bald. Right. Has nothing. She's such a good person. And she's so happy that... Her boyfriend husband now has two cars. Sure. He won't let her touch or drive either of them, but it's just nice that she was happy for him. That's great. Uh, can I guess the moral of this story? I, I guess, sure. I think it's thank God for pervs around Christmas <laughs> with expendable income. It's a beautiful story. I really don't know what the word magi means. John, any guesses? Uh, it's plural. Oh, is it? Magi is more than one magician there you go there more go. than one magician so it just means like the christmas magic it's a beautiful story all right we're gonna take a little break here that was uh that was nice that got me even more christmas i mean chip are you feeling better about I, christmas spirit? i'm feeling a lot better yeah i'm, I'm really feeling in the christmas spirit right now i i i, I feel like i want to cut off all my hair and sell it to a perm <laughs> a christmas perm yeah we're gonna um this will be good we'll come up to a uh, playground john we're still in uh, yeah, this is Mercer the, Meadows, correct? I'll tell you about it while we're stopped, but yeah. up here is a display that shows how all of the original telephone poles arrays were set up and worked before all of this AT&T property was sold back to the county and turned it into the lovely park that we're running in today. Excellent. Junk Miles, episode 14 with Jeff, Chip, and special guest John Solomon. We'll be back. back people we are uh mercer i keep wanting to say mercer playground mercer meadows right mercer yeah, meadows so. yeah this isn't mercer playground mercer meadows new jersey john solomon chip chantry jeff lyons um chip i don't like to take a break but right now i, I need to stretch my quad okay is there something i know we don't like to do quizzes i know it's not something that's kind of a cheap gimmick but really frowned upon really frowned upon. do you have one but actually i just i happen to have one on my phone if you guys are interested is it holiday based because this is a holiday based show well, unfortunately, it's it's holiday music based. Oh, that I love okay? it. That's fantastic. Oh. I will allow it. Okay. 
All right. I, I hope this, I wanted to make this fairly easy, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope it is fairly easy for the listeners at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think John Solomon hopefully will run laps around you, no yeah, pun intended. I, no, yes, of course. Uh, but what this is, I just have five songs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the year and the name of the song, mm-hmm. because I figured I'd give you the year just in case there was, you know, how many artists have uh, yeah, sure. made Done Jingle Bells. Right? Right, yeah. uh, so uh, I'm going to say the year and the name of the song. You tell me the artist or the band right. that uh, that recorded that song. Uh, that released it in that year. There are five of them. I'm let's ready. Do, let's, let's do this. this. Let's do this. Okay, chat. so I guess just call it out. Yeah, 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 that yeah, way. yeah. Just yeah. call it out. Okay, here we go. Uh, number one. Uh, the, so these are all holiday songs yeah. by more, more or less contemporary artists. Yeah. Number one is 1984's Ooh. 2,000 Miles. Uh, uh, Proclaimers. Pretenders. No, jeez. The Pretenders. Oh, Chrissy Hines, oh. Pretenders. He gave it to you, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was a P band with the Urs. They yeah, do yeah, proclaim yeah. or they pretend. John, as a, as a punishment, John, go walk 5,000 miles away from here. Yes. Is that a Proclaimer song? Yes. Is it five? Which, which actually is. And then I would have to walk 5,000 more. That, ah. that actually brings it up because, yeah, because it's 2,000 miles. They were 500 miles. Oh. Pretenders, 500 miles. Proclaimer, Pretenders, oh. 2,000 miles. Chrissy Hine, what uh, state was she born in? I'm going to... I'm going to guess Illinois. Ohio. Ohio. Very good. Ah! All right. I got one back. Got right, one back. There back. we go, John. I want you to feel better about okay. this. Okay. We're going to go uh, back a little bit, uh, uh, a little further. Uh, 1978's yes. Father Christmas. Father Kinks. Kink. Oh, oh me, Solomon uh, yeah. edged you out on that one. Oh. Edged you out on that one. He said Kinks? He said Kinks. How about the Kinks? The Kinks, uh, I'm going to have to take away from him give it to you. No, Thank I'm going to give it to him. Okay, I'm going to give it to him. Okay, just it is Kinks. I'd like to remind you both <laughs> that I'm the only one who knows where we parked. Oh, <laughs> that is true. We I, are in the middle of a desolate meadow. We, yeah. I have no idea where we are. All right, so it's one-to-one right now. We're going back even further. Was it Desolate Meadow your fourth comedy album? Yeah, Desolate Meadow was my fourth comedy album. It was more of a my political album. It, yeah, it didn't do well. It did not do well no. at all. People really weren't interested in the uh, the comings and goings of John Kerry. <laughs> okay. All right. Number three. Now we're we're one to one right yep. now. Going back even further. Yeah, this, yeah. this is our furthest back that we go. Yep. Uh, this is 1964's oh, Jesus. Little Saint Nick. Little Beach Boys. I just edge you out. The Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. Uh, yes. Uh, Jeff. Jeff Lyons. All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right, one of my favorites. Yes. One of my favorites right here. Well, that, that is it. Tied? These are all one is of my this to break the tie. I already lost track. <laughs> no, so he's up two to one right now. Yeah, yeah, okay, you uh, can you can tie me and then win. If okay, yes. right, yeah, it's okay. more dramatic if it happens yeah, yeah, that way. Uh, By the way, I feel like if I went more obscure, yeah, that's this would perfect. this would have been John Solomon's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. you're, yeah. you're letting me get in the yeah. game here. Yeah, I understand. Okay, so Little Saint Nick. Yeah, the, and these are all some of my favorites. A horrible okay. song. Keep going. This is all. This is also. I I enjoy it. It gets me in the mood. For Christmas, I should say. No, oh, right, not, for not the mood. Right, yeah. The mood a, for Christmas. A mood, yeah, for Christmas. <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorites right here. Uh, uh, this is uh, 1992's oh, Christmas All Over Again. Oh, no. Christmas All Over Again. Was it? <sighs> it's Christmas time again. Oh my goodness. Decorations. It sounds like like is is it like a an alt band? Uh, no, no, I'm not going to call them all. I'm not no. going to call them all. Uh, I will say this band. The, uh, I, I'll give you this hint. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a little more melancholy listening to this song this year. Oh, oh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Oh, nice. Christmas, Christmas all over again. Uh, Why is Tom not celebrating Christmas this year? He's he's not in the mood. Okay. It's just like right. he hasn't That's listened good. to the. Uh, I'm going to see him points. in the summer. Very yeah, soon. I don't want to give any spoilers okay. for okay, people who haven't listened. And finally, mm-hmm. so this is tied two, two to two. This is going. It's like two to two. You couldn't have written a Christmas script better than this. It's like a Hallmark movie. Uh, I would like people to give a drum roll at, at right. home. Falls nope. count anywhere. Here we go. <laughs> 
Fairy Tale of New York. Uh, oh, po- Christian John, McCall. Yeah. John Solomon pulls it off, and he even gets a bonus point to, to throw in Christian McCall. Boom! How about who is Christian McCall married to? Mr. McCall? No, she was married to someone famous, and I'm blanking out right here. Darn. I feel it was Johnny Depp. Because no, he, no, it was, was most likely like Johnny alt, Depp. alt famous. Okay. I think it was an actor. I'm not sure. Maybe we can look that up as we. John, congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations, John Solomon. Now, you know what, Chip? I, did, I was worried you might not have a quiz, right? Right. And I know, like, John, all really John wants to talk about and do during this holiday season are, are, is, is Christmas songs, pretty much, right? Sure. So I put together a little Christmas quiz that maybe you and John could play right now. So John won. He defeated me. Yes. Let's see if John can defeat you. Okay. Now right. these, I got to tell you, these are these are pretty tough. All these right. aren't like your, uh, your typical um, uh, run-of-the-mill songs, right? Mm-hmm. 1968 album, Soulful Christmas. James Brown sang Santa Claus going straight to the ghetto. Which rapper later recorded a song of the same name? Snoop Dogg. Oh, John. Oh, nice. John didn't have to think. John, what what year? This is just a bonus. I mean, if you had to say a year, I can tell you, I believe it's on Christmas on Death Row. That's exactly right. And I I have a copy of the CD, and now I need to. I'm going to. Let's see. Oh, wow. 1994. Ah, 96. But, John. Just knowing that it was on Christmas on Death, Death Row. Row. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Guys, this is Chip, you're a fan. John, you're a fan. Uh, which solo Beatle never recorded a Christmas song? We say John Lennon. George Harrison. Very good. Ah. Christmas War is Over, John uh, Lennon. What right? am I thinking? Yeah, I, come uh, on. Uh, I apologize right. to all the listeners. there are technically oh. all of those oh, no. Beatles fan club yeah. Christmas singles. Yes, but this is solo. That's no, a solo that's artist. Yeah, solo artist. All right. Now, this is John. I thought maybe you were going to bring up the closest George Harrison got to a Christmas song was Ding Dong, Ding Dong, a New Year's Eve theme song from 1974. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a holiday song. It's not a Christmas song. Yeah. That's true. Very good. Okay, guys. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to give you four bands. Okay. You have to tell me which punk group never recorded a Christmas song out of these four bands. You ready? Stiff Little Fingers... Ramones, Sex Pistols, Fear. Sex, Sex Pistols. Pistols. This is a tie. You both got All right. it right. Now, guys, a lot of people are like, yo, the Sex Pistols did record a Christmas song. Although frequently misattributed to the Sex Pistols, the 1977 single, It's Gonna Be a Punk Rock Christmas, is actually from a long-forgotten... Ravers? Outf- is it by the Ravers? Oh, my God, John. He this got guy it. is... He, he got it. He broke the tie, broke the tie. by yeah. getting this, so he beat you. All right, he did. That's so amazing, John. Did. Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight. That's the Ramones one. Yes. Oh, now we're going to go uh, through everyone. Fear, I can't say the name of it on this it, podcast. It is a naughty note. Nut- right. And who was the first? Stiff Little Fingers. White Christmas. Yes, they do. That, John, that's amazing. This is like, it's like John is reading this right off the screen. No, no, no. Now it's, my, now it's in my wheelhouse. Yeah, he's, he's like jumping around. I feel he's like excited. I'm playing Watson if Watson only knew about Christmas. <laughs> Not that you don't only know about Christmas. I think I got, let me see. Um... I think I, this is an old school. Oh, no, this is a good one. This is a good one. And, and you both are big fans of this guy, okay. right? For 28 years, who sang her holiday hit, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, on David Letterman? Mariah Carey. Darlene Love. Dar- yes. Oh, yeah. 28 years. That means she would have had to start when she was seven, seven Chad. Right. Yeah, uh, Darlene Love. Oh, yes. This is, since this is a running podcast, I will say John is running away with this. He is Come running. Come back, John. Get back here. No, he's really, he's still right here. He's back. He's back. All right, guys, I think I have one more, okay? 
This is this is one of the best quizzes ever. Um, okay, here we go. Guys, for the final, this is it, John. Let's see if you can sweep this category. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, and Holly Jolly Christmas were not written by a person who celebrated Christmas. He was a Jewish songwriter. Many of the, of the greatest Christmas songs were written by Jewish songwriters. This guy, he's an old school guy. So any idea who, who, sang, the, who sang these, wrote and sang? Who were the songs lives? again? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, and Holly Jolly Christmas. Well, most of the, the big Christmas songs are written by Irving Berlin. Yes. I'm going to give you a great, a great hint. Okay. If you took one so, letter... So it's not, it's not Burl Ives or Irving no, Berlin. No, okay. if you took one letter out of the last name of the Smiths guitarist and added one letter to the last name of the Smiths guitarist, you would get this guy. If you added one letter, one. took one out and added? Uh, just add one. Mare? Johnny, Johnny Marks. Marks? Johnny Marks, huh? guys. This is very old school, and, and I realize it's not something that, we, you know. We're learning, though. You're learning. It's a learning podcast. John, I think it's good for you, who's very high on yourself right here. Maybe maybe something, not your neck, knock down a peg off of one of these poles here at Mercer uh, Meadow. But maybe it just puts you back to, like, an, it's good. an even. It's good for you, I think. Feel grounded. You feel grounded. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like since neither of us got that last one, that this entire quiz... Is was thrown out, right? So it's not like he beat me in four questions. He destroyed four to zero. no, Jeff. I'm sorry, he destroyed you. I feel like you. it's just a draw. Barely beat me. Okay. Wipe the wipe floor. The floor wipe with the me. floor with okay. you. Okay. Right. Point taken. Point taken. We'll, we'll accept that. Now, before. By the way, I do have uh, uh, Christy McCall's husband. Who, yes. She, Christy McCall's no no longer with us. She but, she passed away. Yeah. So I do have her husband. I believe yes. uh, that's. Uh, I believe he is a music producer. Let me. Yeah, get, yeah. Uh, someone. I thought it was someone. Oh, I just had her. Hold on. Uh, Okay, uh, he's produced, uh, co- or producer collaborated with uh, U2, the Rolling Stones. Steve, Steve Lillywhite. Steve Lillywhite. Oh, wow, nice to Yeah, see? Yeah. Steve Lillywhite. Son of a, you know, I'm yeah. getting old. Like I yes. said, 60, I'm going to be 65 years young soon. And my brain's not where it used to be. Yes, yeah. Do you guys, like John, now here's the deal. When you put together, let's talk a little running here, a okay. little running analogy. You put together a 25-hour show. That's incredible to me. And you're also a runner. So do you put together... Like eighteen-hour music shows to train for this twenty-five-hour music show. You and know, then maybe like, maybe what do you call ta- it back when you taper, taper off back and, and then you, you put like together like, hour. like a twelve yeah. and maybe like a three. <laughs> well, this year I will actually let me say that differently because it's gonna it'll be different by the time it airs. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the past five years I've also done a three or four hour all Hanukkah show yes so that helps ramp things up mm-hmm. it's like you're training and then I'm doing a four hour preview of this year's marathon December 16th December 16th at Johnny Brenda's I'll be so there that would have uh, that would have already happened by right. the time this it was great we had an oh, awesome time I, oh, man it was amazing so much fun oh How, why did you take your shirt off my Santa face hat. still hurts from <laughs> laughing so much it was awesome uh, and so, so I think things like that are good I yeah. sort of find people to fill in for my traditional mm-hmm. Wednesday night radio show so I can focus more on Christmas. The records are coming up out of the basement yes. today or tomorrow. How many crates are we talking, John? So we're talking six or eight crates, mostly CDs, two big crates of LPs, and I'm sure I will have already talked about this mm-hmm. on the marathon by the time this airs, but my family, we were going out of town for a week, and... The day before we were supposed to go out of town, we discovered our refrigerator had been leaking for about 18 hours, uh, and it had been leaking directly into the basement, 
directly on top oh. of all of my Christmas records. Oh, no. So I'd like to take a moment to commend oh. plastic tubs <laughs> with sealable tops as none oh. of the records got wet. But Just if it had happened a day later, it would have been dripped upon for a week straight. So a tip to everyone listening, mm -hmm. if you're going out of town for multiple days, Turn all the water in your house off. <laughs> that is something I now do and will do in perpetuity. Hollywood, can I just, wasn't Plastic Tubs with Sealable Tops a hip-hop band in the 90s? It was. They, yeah. they were great. They did, uh, they were with, uh, the, uh, they did uh, Deeper Shade of Soul with yes. uh, Urban, the, urban Dance, Dance Squad. squad. They, I think yeah. Michael Franti. Michael Franti, right. Believe, it was yeah. Spearhead Michael Franti. Yeah. Um, yeah, they all got together. They were part of, and I, I just really love. They were in a collective. They're in a collective. I love plastic tubs with sealable. Yeah. Sealable tops. He was a rapper that basically did his best work with plastic tubs. We're gonna take a break. Be back. Episode fourteen. Junk miles. Chip, John, Jeff. We'll be back. Running. All right, we're back, people. Junk miles. Episode fourteen. Mercer Meadow Pole Farm. John, Jeff, Chip. Running. You guys, you might hear. Something under our feet. That's gravel. We're on a gravel path. I guess say we're almost trail running now, guys, we right? Are. Yeah, yeah we're, pretty we're much. literally on a trail. Trail running. Um, what I want to talk about is, like, John, you basically, it, it might be almost a chore to be listening to so much holiday music. Do you ever just listen to, are there any holiday songs that you like to listen to that's not part of, you know, this job of yours, putting together this amazing 25-hour music fest? Uh, usually in the week leading up to the marathon, I have a folder on my computer of all of my favorite songs yeah. that the majority of the show is culled from, and I'll kind of put that on on shuffle at home. Nice. And it's a good way of remembering tracks that I might have forgotten about. Oh, uh, okay. Or triggering in my mind, oh yeah, I didn't play that last year, I should really play that this year. Or maybe coming up with some ideas of two or three things that make sense to run back to back to back. Is there a song that, let's say, your daughter Maggie, that's not Star Wars related holiday that she enjoys? That she'd be like, Dad, I like when you play this song. Or it's all it's all Star Wars related. Yeah, well, I'm right? gonna think about that for a second. Okay, you think about that, Chip. Yeah. Any modern like holiday songs that you enjoy? For whatever reason, and it was part of our, uh, it was actually number one on, on my quiz uh, from today. I've heard it for years, and for whatever reason I heard it this year and it really hit me, was uh, 2,000 Miles by The Pretenders. It's a great song. It just, it's really stuck in my head uh, for Christmas this year. She's in, my, she's in my top three or four favorite vocalists all time in music. She's great. Love she's, her. Yeah. Great um, how, about, how about you? I like... Um, he put out two, I believe, of his own Christmas songs. He didn't rework a classic. Sufjan Stevens. Yes. Uh, Only at Christmas time. I'm glad you said his name and not me. Yeah, Sufjan. Yeah. Um, I love his. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of his. I, I mean, he's weird. There's some naysayers out there, but I love his Christmas stuff. Uh, Only at Christmas time. Great song. And uh, local guy Cliff Hillis is. Uh, he's played the band Ike. He's played my friend Brian Seymour. He has a Christmas song out. Been out for a few years. I believe it's called uh, A Day Like Christmas. Okay. I might play a little during the podcast. Sure.
Everybody's Christmas tree Sparkles as it shines Very happy, upbeat kind of Christmas song that has a hook. You know, I think most songs, most Christmas songs, you need a good hook. You gotta have a good hook. Gotta have a good hook. John, back to you. Yeah, I still got nothing. I'm trying That's to all right. think of like what. Like, I know when there you're... are definitely songs that she's. Oh, you know what? I hate to bring it full circle. But... Proclaimers? No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. I hate to bring it full circle. But a couple weeks ago, apropos of nothing, when I was helping my daughter get ready for bed, she did ask me about that Mac McCann song ah, there you about go. Prince dying and 2016 being terrible. Yeah. And she asked if she could listen to it while she was brushing her teeth. Wow. So that's a song, at least from yeah. last year's playlist that she was thinking about like six weeks out from Christmas this year. It's a magical time, guys. Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa. John, this is a running podcast. It is. And uh, you have taken to the sport of running, to the activity of running. I wouldn't really call it a sport. I mean, it's a sport, but it's more of like uh, just a thing for guys our age. You, know, you younger guys may be older. To just do, to kind of like, I don't know, help you feel good. Help you get out there, right? I call it a way of life. Way of life? Yeah, I wouldn't want to call it a lifestyle. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't really, I don't want to, my lifestyle is completely different, but right. running is part of it. Understood. Understood. 
John, you, many runners, you know, they start running, doing great, enjoy races. Thing that stops runners dead cold, dead stop from running, getting injured. You suffered an injury. I did. I herniated two discs in my back in Jesus, May John, of this year. I told you not to do that. Yeah, I was trying to move something in my basement, not a box of Christmas records. <laughs> and I didn't realize in the tub there was a piece of cement. Oh. And it shifted suddenly from one side of the tub to the other while I was sort of leaning under an air duct. Yeah. And I could tell something had gone wrong, but I've dinged my back here and there before, so I didn't think too much of it. Thought it'd be a great idea to go mow the lawn. Oh my God. Mowed the lawn. This sounds like a CrossFit workout. Came back inside, couldn't walk. Ooh, oh my God. Every step, screaming, worst pain I'd ever been in. And so, but you equated it to, like, you knew it was from, like, a back pain. Not, because sometimes, you know, you're like, I'm having a heart attack on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I knew, knew right my, I knew it was my back. Right. And so, my family got to spend Mother's Day oh, no. in the emergency room. Uh, did they just shoot you with some pain meds? or They what? gave me a painkiller so strong <laughs> that when my wife found out what I was going to get... She started crying. Yeah, because this is like medically induced coma, so he doesn't and like scream the whole time. It didn't zombify me, I think, the way that she feared. Right. But I'd never been on doctor-ordered bed rest before. I was stuck in a bed for three or four days, and I couldn't run for, guess about six weeks eight weeks Oof. and then i sort of started getting back into it but it was nice knowing that i had the trenton half marathon at the end of october as a well if i can just somehow get it all together that can be my yeah my personal get well goal so while i still am not medically cleared to lift heavy things or move your tub full of cement i was able to do that last weekend in october and it was a really, really satisfying feeling to feel like, oh, yeah. all right, I'm back to a place where this is something that's physically possible again. Congrats. I mean, I know that's like getting despondent when you can't run is, is pretty brutal. Getting and despondent when you can't do anything. The like worst it. part about getting hurt when I got hurt is it was about two weeks after a 5K that I had done that I really wanted to get under a certain time. And I came up 26 seconds short of that time. Uh. And... An eight-year-old friend of my daughter's finished ahead of me. Uh, she is such a show-off, though. I mean, I'm not to get off got, on a tangent. Got to the time that I couldn't get to and taunted me afterwards. Oh, the taunting is that So, bad. Olivia, how dare you? Yeah. So I was so determined to find another 5K as soon as possible. One that she's also signed up for. And crack that mark. And then there I am flat on my back in agony oh just and, and just hovering over you is this vision of an eight-year-old just being like in your face mr solomon pretty much Oof. but this is a tale perseverance carrot being dangled in front of you trent in half so you did some uh, i'm imagining operation or physical therapy what route did you go well i ended up going through a barrage of MRIs and CT scans and other things in my general midsection that they wanted to look mm -hmm. at. But by the time the doctor said, 
okay, you've gotten through all of this. Now you can go to physical therapy if you want. I was feeling well enough that it was just decided, you know, you don't really have to go if you oh, don't want to. Yeah, yeah. And so I had, we'll go straight here. Yeah, yeah. I had an assortment of stretches that I would do at home. Mm -hmm. And those proved very helpful, except for the fact that I would wake up with a Charlie horse like every morning. <laughs> were you doing stretches just like we're using bands, resistant bands or just... No bands, but yeah. these were kind of, you put a yoga mat down, mm -hmm. you do, what is it? Cat cow, you do a, a stretchy deal where you, yep. you stick each leg out behind you. Yeah, sure. And then you do another thing where you sort of pull each knee up to your chest. John, enough with the technical yoga terminology. Just going to dumb it down for a second. And I'm certainly probably not only the least limber person within eyesight, but one of the least limber people you know. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was trying to get back to some sort of right. even reasonable degree of flexibility. But it helped. And then I think most important for me was when I did start running again, running very short distances without a timer. There you go. Instead of being like, oh my God, I can't believe that this 5K yeah. now has 12 extra minutes at the end of it that wasn't there before. <laughs> and that so I've never been fast by any means, but I, I've certainly, I think, had a frustrating degree of stick-to-itiveness. Yeah. And ultimately now, you know, I did the Trenton Half Marathon, and then one week later, I did a 10K right around these woods that we're in presently just because I kind of wanted to keep that, that good feeling going. And how are you feeling now? I feel all right. My nose is running a little bit, but besides yeah, that, I'm okay. We're all, all of our noses are running. I think it's just part of us being very outdoorsy people who just, we see a patch of land, pull over a car, and we just run. Maybe if we see like a stream, we just grab a fish out of it. I mean, that's kind of how we are, right, Chip? Absolutely. Yeah, we just want to... Uh, just want to run, let our noses run, let our legs run. Everything just run. Let it all run. Just dribbling messes of of guys on, on a path. I have to say, uh, two of my favorite runs of the 14 we have done yeah. have been with John Solomon. Uh, uh, not only the company, but the uh, the places he picked. The towpath last time and, uh, and the meadow this time. It's, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I'd come back here and run anytime. Yeah, I, I, I do harken back. One of my favorite moments of the, of the towpath is when... It got dark, and it, I really felt like we might die. Yeah. And I believe one of you mentioned that 10 years from now, there might be a documentary about a person finding the three runners uh, who look, died, who drowned off the towpath. Yeah. I just have, I have one issue with that podcast. Yeah. And that is you cut out my favorite exchange. I know. It was, I believe we were talking about DJing, festival DJing. No, you were talking about, you said... <laughs> I used to paint houses when I was in high school. Oh, yes. And I said, did you ever get caught? <laughs> and at least now, hopefully, it'll make yes. it in this podcast. Yeah, very organically slipped in. <laughs> John, it was a time in my life where my aesthetics were different than everybody else's. And I, was, I, I had the hubris, the temerity, if you will, thinking my design aesthetic was better than other people's. So late at night, I would just grab a 20, 30-foot ladder, head over to Ocean Grove, and just repaint which what I thought was very gauche sure. paint design. Yeah, you're doing your part. Doing my part. This is really, really a good run. It's, I, John, the thing I do like about it is we don't really see a lot of people out here right now. I imagine that during running season, spring, early fall, teaming with runners. I mostly come here on afternoons. So 
not so much. No, okay. But occasionally you'll see someone riding a horse or family on bicycles. Maybe not on this kind of terrain roady stretch that we've gone on here. But there are all these different routes and I think environmental signage is really important and they yeah. do a good job of showing you how A connects to B and how far it is. I think it uh, makes yeah. It, makes it a lot more pleasant than than it could be. So I may now have just gotten us lost. We'll see. This is fun though. This is fun. I think we have to be looking out for uphole. Maybe make a call. Maybe we can uh, have a call patch through. Maybe to Brasilia, cross yeah, with maybe, Trenton. Maybe Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Maybe this is the podcast where they're going to make the <laughs> what are we done? about 10 yeah. years from now. I think that'd be a good way to go out. Think about it, guys. Three buddies just dying, slowly dying on the side of a, a running path, whether we're in a, a canal, a river, some sort of a body of water. Sure. Drowning together. Yeah. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I, I, th I think the togetherness is what it's all about, especially if it's going to happen during the holidays. Holiday let's, season. Let's do it together. Speaking of holiday season, any great, I know we talked about some gift giving, any big holiday memories from either of you guys that just like sort of brings you back to a, a time, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, Thanksgiving even, anything that, uh, that brings you back? Well, uh, what? 29 out of the last 30 years, I've been doing the same thing on <laughs> yeah, Christmas, yeah. so. That's yeah. amazing, 29, 29 years. years. Now, didn't but, you like 29 years ago say to yourself, I gotta do this for 30 years? No, no. I think I wanted to just do it once and see what it was like, <laughs> and it was fun. So then I did it again. I think the first time was like 12 or 14 hours. Second time was 24. Yeah. And it just kind of went from there. Can I give props to one Nicole Scheller for uh, maybe? Sticking with you through many of these. Sure. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Well well earned and well deserved. I do enjoy also one of my favorite highlights is the sleeping parents segment of, of your pod, of your show. Yeah. Last year I couldn't I think they're they're on to me. Yeah, they and the fact that I take a photo of them both conked out on the disgusting couch yeah. in Studio A at WPRB. <laughs> sure. So I was able to kind of get both of them asleep, one on the couch, one on a chair. Panorama style. Do you remember years ago when they had the video thing we all used, where you were able to you were, you were streaming your show on that show on that video service? Yep. We used to use it for our podcast. That was fun because then we could see you doing your magic, seeing your parents sleeping in the back, seeing a couple friends in the studio helping out with you. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, I like there are definitely people I hear from who that's their companionship on Christmas. Yeah, and if that's the case, that's fine by me. And I think for my own sake and making it through the whole thing, it's important to have, I think we can go straight here. Yeah, 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 this looks better. I think it's important to have those ways of drawing additional connections beyond just, I talk into a microphone, Yep. you receive it through your speaker. I think that's one of the things, the increasing interactivity of it helps keep me not only going, but helps keep some of the the best ideas that I never expected coming up year in and year out. Yeah, you do you do a lot of stuff on the fly or is it all pre-programmed in your... Uh, I'd say the first four hours or so are pretty scripted just because I'm getting my bearings. Yeah. And things definitely accumulate request-wise during that time. So the first four hours are almost always material I haven't played before. Right. If not more than four hours. And that part of the show is kind of for me and to feel like, all all right, it's not just going to be the same records every year. Oh watch my, your, this is one of the your, biggest 
Chip, can we get a picture of this? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. We don't need a picture of that. It was a very large, I guess that was a horse. I'm going to guess that was a horse, yeah. Horse or, or large dog. Well, if that was a large dog, I don't want to see that. Dog. Like a Marmaduke. Or like an alpaca, maybe. An alpaca. I, I could see there being an alpaca farm around here somewhere. Chip, you saying that, I got I to gotta just say that. That's an alpaca lies. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, you know, I like to do puns because John, my friend who loves puns, big fan of him. He's oh, every time we get together, he's like, give me some more puns. Yeah. Speaking of alpaca lies, yeah. uh, I believe it's just been announced that uh, Phil Collins is going to be doing his uh, <laughs> final solo tour uh, of his career. Oh, yeah? Starting 2018. What's it, what's it called, this solo tour tip? You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure we can come up with some names. Actually, if you have any good names for a Phil Collins solo tour, his final solo tour, uh, email okay. uh, or tweet at, at Junk Miles Show or just put it on our Facebook page, yeah, Junk Miles, and uh, maybe we can come up with a good name. This Now we're going downhill. This this really feels like a very... Now, when you say downhill, are you talking about the podcast in general? A little or both. You, literally, like the A little both, Chip. Okay. A little both. We're going downhill here. We're uh, coming up on... We're going to take a break soon. We're gonna just stop right here. Looks like we're gonna have to like cross a a creek. Is, a this, crick. is this the Delaware? Is this where uh, Washington <laughs> crossed on uh, a thing I've never been able to go to on Christmas Day? Right. Yes. In the, in the studio. All right, we're gonna take a break right here, guys. Junk Miles, episode fourteen. We'll be back, John, Chip, Jeff. Guys, um, we're back, Junk Miles, episode fourteen. I'm not lying when I say this, but. We just came across a very narrow creek. I fell in the creek. <laughs> John, John actually fell in the creek while trying to tightrope walk across a log. Chip, you and I both opted to run and jump, and you... You were very successful. Yeah, uh, thank you. I was, I think, extra successful. Uh, <laughs> I, I, re I didn't want to fall in, so I really thwarted myself in, and... Uh, I, I fell forward and I think backwards too. I don't that know. That was how good. I did that. You did a good kind of like a parkour kind of move. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, John, how you feeling? That was. Uh, I feel soggy. Soggy. I mean, yeah. You, well, yeah. Your 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 golf shorts are a little wet. I'm carrying literally a little water weight. A little water weight. Can you run? Do you think running yeah, would help I think or that, walk? I think it can't hurt. Oh my god. Point. That that is a Christmas miracle. I think that's something where Santa just looks down upon what we're doing, trying to bring good Christmas cheer. And maybe his magic yeah. created this. I, th I think that's what it was. Christmas magic. This is, uh, we're not going to, maybe we should not tip, think again about our par parkour special. I think, oh, oh my God, look, we just saw a deer. deer in the distance. This is amazing. Could be a reindeer. It's probably a baby reindeer, Chip. Oh my God. I'm like total. I'm just fawning over this moment. Wow, that's it. Yeah, John, that's for I'm you. Going back into the oh, creek. no, come on, John. Don't go back into the creek. And the good thing about <laughs> the fact that you guys started at the last pole standing yeah. is it's easy to find. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Awesome. All right, we're, gonna, we're running again. So we've fallen in a creek. We've saw a baby deer. All a little injured. All a little worse for the wear. We are, yeah. Chip, one of my favorite past five years holiday things i like to fire up youtube okay and there's a little hall and oats uh tribute that uh, I, I really enjoy i think i see where you're going with you this think i'm going with this yeah i believe you're in the video i believe i am who are you playing in this video uh i'm just playing i'm playing one of the cunningham brothers one of the cunningham brothers and uh it's it's a video entitled deck the hall and oats yep and it's a uh, it's an infomercial it's a four minute infomercial it seems longer it is i know it, it seems like it goes on for 24 five hours uh where john's show seems much shorter he yeah. does so our the way i do it is it always seems longer uh <laughs> it's uh it's all christmas songs yeah uh sung to the tune of deck the hall and oats uh melodies and and your brother the other cunningham brother played by mr tommy pope tommy pope yeah yeah uh i love it i think uh it really shows you both can kind of sing pretty yes. well. 
Yeah, we have fun with it. We have fun with it. Uh, John McKeever actually did a lot of the singing on it as well. He's the okay. one who also narrates it and, and uh, directed it and put it together. I wrote the lyrics. Right. And uh, I told him all these songs. And he was like, we got to make something out of it. It was a couple years ago. And it was, uh, it was just a lot of fun. It's a fun holiday uh, little video to watch. Would you do it live? I, that would be a tough one to do. Yeah. That would be very difficult. But a lot yeah. of dancing, a lot of like staged, you know, kind of. Sure. I like you guys hiding behind the trees, popping out. Jumping That's out my favorite. Yeah. We tried to be festive. This Christmas, the Cunningham brothers have done it again. Oh, here it comes. Watch out, boy. It's piling up. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. It's a white Christmas. Oh, here it comes. It's Deck the Hall and Oats. He's a reindeer, and his nose is red, and the other reindeer will let him play. You can't deny you're a misfit, Rudolph. Don't even try none of that shit, Rudolph. The Cunningham brothers are turning Hall and Oates classics into holiday gold. Celebrate your Christmas with the Cunningham Brothers. And your beard is long and wide, and your lap is so childish. You and me forever. It's Christmas, Cunningham style. Well, I got no rooms in the inn for you, lady. So if you're gonna have a baby, you better take it all outside. Oh, yeah. In the barn out back, lazy little stranger. And if you're sleeping with a stranger, you know the kid is About this class. Because your kiss is on my Christmas list. Because your kiss is on my Christmas list. Because your kiss is on my list. Between a watch and a Christmas will never be the same. This Christmas, give the gift that everybody wants, the perfect stocking stuffer. You can't deny you're a hero, Rudolph. You'll be famous like a Nero, Rudolph. Deck the Hall and Oaks. Order now. Totally fun. You just got back. 
from uh, West Coast Swing? Was that what we call yeah, it? I got a West Coast Hitch. Yeah, yeah. and you were uh, touring with... Uh, with Todd Glass for a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had... Uh, I did a few shows at the Improv in Hollywood with him. And then uh, did a show at Verduga Bar with some of my good friends from Philadelphia who do a show out there now. Nice. Uh, Their names? Uh, uh, Pat Barker, yeah, Luke yeah. Giordano, and Aaron Herzog yeah. host a show called Friendship Buddies there, which is a great show. It's a good podcast, though. So much fun. And then uh, then uh, Todd and I went up to Mill Valley, which is outside of San Francisco. Sounds fancy. Did it, Very fancy. We did uh, the Throckmorton Theater yes. there, which was beautiful old theater there. That was a lot of fun. And then we uh, hit Tahoe for a couple days. We did Harvey's, the improv at Harvey's in Lake Tahoe for a couple days. And then uh, back to uh, Hollywood, California. Uh, where actually I recorded his podcast. I did the Todd Glass show. Two-parter. Uh, Two-parter. It was a lot of fun that night. So, uh, so yeah, it was a good shit trip out front. And then we uh, we actually flew back on Thanksgiving Day into Newark, New Jersey, this fair state of ours. And uh, we did Bananas Comedy Club. Hasbro Heights. In Hasbro Heights, which is, uh, it's been there for about 30 years, but is, uh, as of this year, is owned by Helium Comedy Club. So Helium's come in put their stamp on it and uh they kept the name it's a good club and they've i think made it even you know made it even better nice yeah um todd glass the todd glass podcast which i love would you call his podcast one long tangent yes it or is. a very focused bit by bit uh scheduled podcast i i feel like it's a very well organized fever dream it is amazing it is he has music he has an amazing band yes but it just really takes one word to set Todd off on a on a very fever dream tangent, and it's great. And, and we just uh, riffing, yes. And uh, if, if you listen to the show, if you haven't listened to the show, uh, it's uh, being in the studio gave me such a better appreciation for it. Even though I was a fan, just it's such a fun environment. I wish he could almost make it like a live. Yeah, people come in to see it because it's, it's it's so much fun. Excellent. We're gonna no think... running though. I'll say that he didn't run. No, no running at all. So a little amateurish <laughs> on that. In that respect. Did you run at all when you were out in uh, the West Coast? I did. I, I uh, you know, fortunately, I ran on some treadmills. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, uh, but I did run in, in in LA a couple times, and it was it was beautiful. Ran past the La Brea tar pits. Did you uh, did you come dangerously close to? Yeah, I, I uh, let's just say I the little, uh, little tar and snakes and flirted with death. <laughs> it's a good thing I wasn't there. <laughs> That's right. If John literally would have been. We would go visit John as a, as a part of. It would have been like the end of Miracle Mile. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We're gonna take a little break here. We're gonna come back and we're gonna wrap it up with Soggy John, Soggy John Solomon. I think that's his new nickname, Chip. You like it? I love it. I think it's a great name. Parkour Chip. Yeah, yeah. Hardcore Parkour Chip. Hardcore Parkour Chip. And uh, successfully jumping, jumping Jack Lions. Ch- chariots of Fire Lions. Chariots yeah. of Fire Lions. I like it. I will right, we'll be back. Wrap this baby up. Podcast episode number 14, John Class Chip John. Podcast uh, 14, we're wrapping it up here. We did an amazing run. We went through um, Mercer Meadows, uh, hit all the hotspot in Mercer Meadows, learned about poles, learned about ra- uh, telephone, inter- international telephone calls. Buoyancy, we Bu- learned about yes. buoyancy. Yeah. Buoyancy, g- girlancy. We can't, it's just not a single gender yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it's buoyancy and girlancy. We're, um, we, had a, we had a rough patch, I guess, uh, 
like literally hit a rough patch in a creek. Yeah, well, you, you know, you literally said the the podcast was going downhill, and it did go it did, downhill. At the bottom of the hill. Uh, three grown men tried to jump <laughs> over a very <laughs> tiny creek, one of them successfully. Yeah, I think we'll post photos. I, um, I, I will say that I successfully... Uh, jumped over the jumped creek, over. had a really unsuccessful landing. I gotta say, John was going for more like, I'm an adept circus performer, very agile, Conf- the confidence he went over, right. halfway over, it just, everything gave way, everything went pear-shaped. And I was more like putting the man that you put in the cannon and shoot him out. You really, it was the like, cannonball. you yeah. went from like zero to maybe 12 miles per hour. Like, which is pretty fast. Which, I mean, just out of a cannon. Yeah. Jeff, when you said everything went pear-shaped, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I run. I'm trying here. <laughs> no, that's one of my favorite new expressions. Someone at work, one of the older gents said, oh, this project will go pear-shaped. I know I'm not what I once was. <laughs> oh, John, you're not pear-shaped. You're more of like a... Uh, like don't. a like, the young no. spry avocado. A young spry. I was thinking like, like, a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a, a blackened banana. Yes. Oh, a blackened banana. That would be a good one. Right, because you're wearing goth. black, you're goth. Yeah. Which used to be on South Street. Black, yeah. yes, black banana. That yeah, was like also a, like, a, like a nimble tangerine. I'm nimble, just trying to think of nimble, cool, uh, nimble cool tangerine that <laughs> with, I can use. With, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, like I said, Chip, let's see. What do we got? Like, races, anything coming up? John, now, do you have another carrot dangled in front of no, you? No, not really. I know I was talking with you. There might be something in March. There's that 5K I yeah. do every year in May, and I think I'll just keep my eyes out for stuff that's local and looks fun but would also be challenging. Oh, yeah, let's get that one more running topic john um we, we belong to a secret running group on facebook we can't give it out but uh where, where you you posed the question posited even um compression pants and everybody's giving you feedback and i am staunchly shorts only guy i think i and i and also i gave you a lot of good information about getting new running sneakers so i'm very concerned i actually had to approach your wife yes i was so it's concerned because you were gonna it fell on deaf ears your shoes are a pile of, of garbage what you're running in right now. I think now. everything is fine except for the shoes. Your shoes are horrible. They, it looks like you, how you doing? It looks like you saw a, a pauper running. You tackled that pauper and stole his shoes. Right? You're not wrong. All right. You're so I wrong. just, I'll, I'll send more emails to your wife, maybe to your parents. I don't even know what to do at this point. How did the compression pants work out for you? Uh, so this is the second time I'm wearing them, and there's a lot going on that I'd prefer to not, not describe in detail. Yeah. But I think I'm, I've made some uh, literal and tactical adjustments that mm-hmm. I think will serve me well. But I get the feeling that maybe 43, 44, 45 degrees is mm-hmm. going to be my yeah. tight-slash-compression tight compression pants threshold where... Mm-hmm. I like running in shorts, but yeah. on a day like today, this actually, it, it felt all right. And if it means that I don't give up running mm-hmm. for the entirety of the winter, I'm all right with things being a little more snug mm-hmm. than yeah. usual. Uh, what, one word of advice always is body glide. B-O-D-Y, glide. Put it all over any part of your body that will have like compression material against it. And when you're pear-shaped, mm-hmm. compression yeah. <laughs> pants in that lower third... Lower third. There's a lot yep. going on. There is. Certainly is. And I got to tell you, also, uh, Vaseline on the face. Yes, on the... Uh, Filtrum. Filtrum. That's the word that I wanted yeah, to use. Filtrum yeah, that last time with John yeah. Solomon. And it, it really... I, I tell you, it, I, I did a cold weather run recently, and I, my whole face was Vaseline. I literally looked like someone who just said plastic surgery. Now, let me ask you this. Yes. Does that 
change your aerodynamics? Do you yeah. do you think you would be uh, thrown out of a race for cheating or point. putting on too much foreign substance that would make you really glide through the air quicker? There's not, you know what? I need, most of the races, there, there are a lot of officials looking out for runner malfeasance uh, like that. I, I, I've never gotten pulled over for that. Um, Sometimes, I mean, I have gotten pulled over before. I ran a marathon in a Heelys. Are you familiar with Heelys? I am very, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was frowned upon. Yeah, Heelys are, they're sneakers with wheels on them. Um, I attached a small servo motor. I okay. was, I, uh, and basically I, I was just kind of, I guess you'd call it almost like rollerblading through the entire thing. I got caught. Luckily, I got caught at mile point two. Okay, so yeah, they spotted you really quickly. Right away, yes. Um, yeah, so no, I, I've really, besides that, the Healy uh, mishap, um, uh, I've, I, I think you can safely enter a race wearing Vaseline. That's, okay. Do it. I, it's, one of, it's one of my, like, ironclad, stone-cold um, recommendations for cold weather running. Do you have any run, uh, anything coming up, Chip, running-wise? I have nothing coming up, uh, I, but it is nice to have that, that carrot dangle. So, yeah. uh, you know, Broad Street Run in May, yeah, I, yeah. I want to do so. Uh, my goal is, is to remain active over the, over the winter. That's my, that's my goal is to just not completely become a waste of, of human flesh. Yeah, maybe two times. Once during the weekend and maybe once during the week, get out, right? Get a nice, get a nice run. I will do, I do succumb to the, especially in the very cold weather, I will go to the gym and run on the treadmill, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, that I can do three, three and a half miles. And Don't I'm, do I'm, more I'm, than four. I just, right? It just it's it, the most boring. It's I used to be able to do it, and and I just I do not have the patience for it anymore. Yes. All right. Well, we're gonna give. Why don't we give out a little uh, message? Uh, Happy New Year. Happy holidays to all the junk mile, mile junkies, I think we call them. Yes, mile junkies. Yeah, happy holidays to you, uh, however you celebrate. Uh, get out there and run. What are, what are our social media handles, Chip? Uh, well, you can find me at, at Chip Chantry, mm-hmm. C-H-I-P-C-H-A-N-T-R-Y, at, mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And Jen Junk Mile Show, Yep. Uh, type that into Facebook or, or Twitter. Um, that'd be great. Uh, John Solomon, you actually, this is the year, another banner year for you. This is the year you've actually got John Solomon. I finally got at John Solomon. You were very angry for years. For Twitter to get even worse than you could possibly imagine. The the second you want to leave Twitter, you get the John John Solomon. John Solomon on that and the Instagram and other such locations. And for people who are listening to this, this is going to air initially. Mm -hmm. If you're hearing the sound of my voice through a radio, this is probably going to air Christmas morning in a shortened form mm-hmm. on the 25-hour holiday radio show. So you're listening to WPRB Princeton. I'm so glad that we could do this. And if you want to hear the full Junk Miles episode, it'll be going up after the marathon on the Junk Miles site. So check those aforementioned social media handles. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you, John. Good luck with the show. Thank you. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Happy Christmas. Yeah, Happy holidays. Hanukkah. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Junk Miles, episode 14. Done. I need a towel. You're depressed, you were really messed up. You know I am.